Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Frank Ribéry! Oi, 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 bravo, bravo, bravo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Forza Italian Football's My Favourite Game series. As ever, I'm your host, Connor Clancy. And we've been to the 80s, the 90s, the noughties, and we're coming to a very, very recent fixture with this edition of My Favourite Game. We're going to talk about the current, I suppose, 2019-20 Serie A season, when Frank Ribéry and Fiorentina went to Milan and... Well, the Frenchman left with a standing ovation from the San Siro. We have Sean Biondi on this week to talk to us about Fiorentina 3, AC Milan 1. So here we go. Alright, so I suppose we'll, we'll dive straight into this. Because it's a recent enough game, the first couple of questions are always the um, how old were you when you watched it, where did you watch it, and why you chose this game. So... They'll be easy enough for you to answer for this, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Yeah, there, there, was right. like, there was quite a lot of games that like I could have picked, but I just feel like that game, um, with it being Fiorentina, uh, the San Siro, it was a game that a stadium I'd been desperate to go to, been desperate to see Fiorentina, and it just it all seemed kind of right to go there and then. Um, so I was like 20, I'm 23 now, so yeah, it's been 23 uh, when I went. And was it? Going to the San Zero, obviously, with all of the talk about the the potential demolition and rebuilding of the, the site there, was it a bit underwhelming to go and see this Milan team under Marco Giampaolo? Yeah, um, obviously, like, seeing Milan for years growing up, it was the, the great teams, the, the great players, the superstars, and winning Serie A titles, winning Champions League what uh, Club World Cup, you know, just to go and see a Marco Giampaolo team and the way that they were playing at the time, it was just, yeah, it was kind of disappointing in that sense. 
just to yeah. see a Milan side that way. So this is, they had started the season unimpressively. They had lost to Udinese, which was quite funny for, for non-Milan fans. Um, <laughs> then they had stuttered to wins over Brescia and Verona, both 1-0. Then they lost to Inter, Torino, and then this was the third straight defeat against Fiorentina. And you, as someone who has a bit of a connection to Tuscany and to Fiorentina in particular, you must have taken a lot of happiness out of this. Yeah, yeah, that um, it was just, it was good to see. Don't get me wrong, it was quite weird to see a Milan side in the way that I did. I did. But, you know, I was elated that Fiorentina won. It was something about that night, it was just, it was a special night. And going into the game, I actually thought that Fiorentina were going to win. And I was there with my friend, I'd said to him, I was like, I think that they're going to win. Like, there's just something about tonight. I don't know what it is. Um, couldn't put my finger on it. Everyone I spoke to about it, I say, I think I'm going to win. Um, you know, so absolutely delighted that night. Well, things did still feel quite exciting about Fiorentina this season because I know they started with a, a 4-3 defeat to Napoli. Then they lost against Genoa. But after that, they drew against Juve and were impressive. They drew against Atalanta and conceded in the 96th minute to throw away three points. They beat Sampdoria, and things seemed like they were very much on the up. Yeah, I mean, Montella was... I wasn't overly impressed when they announced he was coming back, but, I, you know, probably one of the easiest moves that they could make at the time. I think they were struggling to find a wee bit of identity, and when he stum- more or less stumbled across that three at the back um, against Juventus, that's when I feel like, you know, things could could be a good season. I'd obviously, I wanted them to get into Europe and I thought after that draw with uh, Juventus and going up against Atalanta, I thought, you know, things are a wee bit positive here. Um, obviously getting Atalanta with that late goal and then going on to the Sampdoria game and winning, you know, there was a wee bit of optimism going into the Milan game. Yeah, and it did carry through a bit. I remember it. That Atalanta game, obviously, that was played here in Parma. So I went along to that. I was in the press box. And it's one of the most stressful experiences I've ever had at a yeah. game because they had the they scored in the like 89th minute or something, but it was ruled out after a long bar check. And yeah. then the game restarted and they scored almost immediately with the last kick from Castagna. It was one of those occasions where I was finding it really difficult to control my emotions in the press box. But no, so Fiorentina then, after that, they they did get another win against Udinese. They won in the Coppa Italia. But then things started to take a bit of a turn. After that, they only really won in the Coppa Italia early rounds until January. And why did it go so wrong for them? Um, I just... I think the the formation just seemed a bit off at the time. Um, for me, anyway, I'd, other people might feel differently about it, but I just felt that the three of the back was... It did offer some solidity, but at the same time, Ribery's not a striker. So I feel like if they were wanting to really build around him, then you'd be playing him in his strongest position. Um, you know, I just... The goals dried up, obviously, at times as well. They just seemed to 
flows their way. So I, I don't know what it was. Um, no, I remember going to the to the Frankie a few times and just trying to work out what they were actually trying to do. And it didn't look like the players knew what they were supposed to be doing at times. They just looked completely lost. But we won't get bogged down in the negativity. We'll move on to this yeah. game. And you mentioned Frank Ribery. <laughs> this is when the excitement around him was very much at its peak. And boy, did he deliver on the night. And he started early on with a great through ball to Chiesa. And then he ended up leading. He received the ball after Chalanoglu had lost it. Displayed some really good footwork that got into the box. And then a few things happened and they were awarded a penalty. Pulgar put it away. It was 1-0 after about 15 minutes. And you must have been thinking, OK, Ribery's on it now. Yeah, um, I just felt that as soon as he got on the ball for the first time, there was just that swagger that he usually relate with Ribery. Um You could tell that he was just up for the game and that this was his, the game that he was going to show that he wasn't finished. I mean, a lot of people had said that Fiorentina were a bit silly given this contract to Ribery. I, I did see a few people saying that. Um, so it felt like he had a as though he was trying to prove that he's he's not this finished player that's came for a paycheck. You know, it was just it was so impressive and yeah, as soon as he got the ball, it was just it was there. Yeah, he was just all over the place. He he ended this game obviously getting an ovation from the San Zero, which says a lot about how he played. And mm-hmm. he was again key later on when he was fouled by Matteo Mazzacchio who got sent off and then Gaetano Castrovilli doubled the scoreline and he's another one of the players that really shone on the night Yeah, he was fantastic and as I'd said earlier on just his footwork and his off the ball running, just the hard work that he put in for that performance, it, I mean I'm talking about everybody here being one of the main players of the match but Castrovilli was just it was another one. It was it was so close to actually peaking Ribery that night for me. But you know, just Ribery's magic really sealed it for him, I suppose. But Castrovilli was just it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed watching him. This was your first time watching him in the flesh, obviously, as you say, and it's different, isn't it? When you when you get to see a player like him rather than watching it on television, because you see just how much he brings to the team when he's not on the ball as well. Yeah, just the, the hard work, the determination to win the ball, even just being in the players' faces. and just He's got such great intelligence when he's on the pitch as well. And considering it's like he's only full season with Fiorentina, it's oh, well, not full season anymore. But the player that he just that came back on loan you know, I, I doubt he would even have thought that it was going to be the player that he's became. I think everyone's been absolutely blown away by him this season. And whether or not he's there whenever football returns or for the next season, if there is to be a next season, it's probably a doubt at the moment, you have to say. And it's unfortunate for Fiorentina because if Ribéry's injury doesn't fully heal or if he's forced into retirement or whatever and they lose Castrovilli it could be quite troubling for them but they had them on the night and they ended up taking a 3-0 lead and it was that man Frank Ribery who got that goal and once again 
showed his class. He got the ball on the left of the box and shimmied in onto his right foot and then wrong-footed Donnarumma by converting his effort at the near post. And that was very much the, the cherry on top of the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, Chiesa's run as well for that goal. Um, obviously, he'd missed a penalty just before that. So once he'd missed that penalty, it was as though like, he really wanted to get the ball. He really wanted to, to make amends for it. And I felt that his determination and, and his running as well to to get the ball and to take it where he did and to find the pass as well, the composure to get it. And then Ribéry was just Ribéry. I know you're a Fiorentina fan, but you have to talk about that Rafael Leao goal as well because it oh, wasn't yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did say that to my friend at the time. I was like, you know what, that was that was special. That was a, a very good goal. His footwork for it as well, just it was brilliant. And the fact that it came just two minutes after Ribery's, you, you must have seen one of the finest three minutes of Serie A action all season. Yeah, it's really nice when things come together like that, isn't it? Oh, definitely. So I'm going to pressure you and I'm going to make you pick one thing from this game that that stands out more than anything else. Um, I I would say it was was Ribéry's goal. Um, That was just, you know, first game, uh, our first Fiorentina game, the San Siro. Ribéry's playing brilliantly and he gets that ball wrong foot's Donnarumma sends it into the corner Fiorentina 3-0 up yeah, nothing really came close to that for my weekend that was over yeah I'd imagine so this was the second game of your weekend right? yeah um, so I'd went to Genoa on the Saturday for the Sampdoria and Inter game so that was my first actual game um, that I'd been able to go and see. Was that the crazy game where Alexis Sanchez got a goal and another goal and sent off or something? Yeah, um, sent off after VR as well. Dived, I'm sure. Yeah, ah, that's the one. Sent off after 46 minutes. And he tried to claim a goal that was Stefano Sensi's, I think, wasn't it? Or was it the Gagliardini one? I can't quite remember, but... It was a bit of a nuts game. I, I remember yeah, that much. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. And being in Scotland, we don't obviously have VAR. Um, so that was like my first experience actually seeing that <laughs> as well. So it was just a crazy weekend. Red cards, VAR used. It was, you know, it's pretty special to actually see it. That's not a bad way to introduce yourself to, to live Italian football chaos and Italy go hand in hand, so it was fitting that your Italian football experience was matched off with that as well. Oh, definitely. And the worst thing is, I've, I've actually got a video um, with the Sampdoria fans. Um, they were on the ball at the time, and just as the ball got crossed over from the right, I stopped recording. Um, <laughs> and then, like after the goal had went in, I was videoing for some reason, and I just I clicked all of a sudden. I was like. I've literally just missed getting that goal by seconds. That was, <laughs> That's it's annoying brutal. to look back on. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. We've all had those moments, I think. 
where you just think, why did I stop when I did stop? Um, but uh, that's great, Sean. Thanks very much for coming on and talking about your favorite game with us. Tifosi Viola e il vostro amico Baglini che insieme a Narciso Parigi vi invita ad aiutarci con tutto il vostro entusiasmo a sostenere la nostra squadra nei momenti favorevoli o no per condurla a sempre maggiori successi. Garrisca vento il lavaro viola sui campi della sfida e del valore una speranza viva ci consola abbiamo un diciatreti e un solo cuore Vessillo scrivi forza e cuore e nostra sarà sempre la vittoria. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.